The crack of the bat, the snap of a perfect catch, and a good old-fashioned hot dog. God damn, baseball's back. You know, baseball's a game that I love, going to the old ballpark. But few could argue that the game wasn't in need of a little bit of spring cleaning itself. You know, just freshen things up a bit. And in a spot like this, it's easy to overreact, to overcorrect. Well, Major League Baseball kind of nailed it here. That pitch clock matters. Just gives a little bit of pace to the game, adds a little bit of strategy. I do hope they turn it off in the playoffs, but I appreciate a major pro sports league rooted in history, having the guts to make a change and doing it effectively. I hope all sports follow suit. It is okay to change. With the return of our national pastime, it's time now to look into one of the game's finest moments, what could be baseball's 356-year history. I don't know how many seasons there have been. I'm making that up. I do know there are a lot of special Boston Red Sox fans, but perhaps none more special than Jordan Leandri at just three years old. At three years old, Jordan Leandri was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, a rare bone and soft tissue cancer that can be fatal. The disease confined Leandri to a wheelchair and his family feared that Jordan might lose his leg or his life. But with the amazing help from his family and Boston's Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, young Jordan fought back. Leandri had a bone removed from his ankle inserted in his hip. He underwent 11 months of chemotherapy, and in 2004, at the age of four, Leandri made a special trip to Boston's Fenway Park to sing the national anthem. The crowd roared, the teams were moved, and so began the love affair between Boston and Jordan Leandri. A couple months later, Jordan sang the anthem again, but this time it was filmed for use in the Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore rom-com fever pitch. In October of 04, Jordan was at Fenway before Game 5 against the Yankees on opening day of 2006. Leandri sang the national anthem from his wheelchair as he continued to battle cancer. In 2007, on the 40th anniversary celebration of the impossible dream Boston Red Sox 1967 pennant, Leandri, for the first time in his life, was cleared to walk without the assistance of a wheelchair or walker. So Jordan not only sang the national anthem that day, but he ran the bases for the first time ever. Ten years later, in 2017, for the 50th anniversary celebration of the same impossible dream, Red Sox, it made all the sense in the world for Boston to once again welcome the now 17-year-old cancer survivor, Jordan Leandri, to Fenway one more time. The Red Sox rolled out an actual red carpet and Jordan strolled to the mound in front of a packed house and an infield lined with Red Sox legends. Leandri, now a high school pitcher himself, took the ball, got on the bump, and got himself set to throw out the game's first pitch. All right, Jordan, fired in there. Leandri looked in took a big stride toward home plate and threw the ball hard. 
way over the catcher's head and straight into some man's dick. <laughs> it hit him right in the balls. If you haven't seen it, please, right now, go check out our socials at First Ballot HOF on Instagram, at First Ballot Pod on Twitter. You gotta go watch this moment. Then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. This is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that truly matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I am your host, Neil, the podcast Jordan Clarkson, the poor man's Kurt Rambis, coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal office depot, big and tall, executive suite, desk chair, and black top grain leather. Today's episode of the First Ballot Hall of Fame could be sponsored by America's Funniest Home Videos, AFB. Our guest already reacting. We'll talk about AFV here in a second. AFV on their 33rd season. God bless them. 33 seasons of America's Funniest Home Videos. Is it the funniest TV show of all time? We're going to have a conversation about that very shortly. AFV, throw me some money. I'm here to sponsor you. Sure. Does everybody know that your show already exists? Of course. Do they already watch it? Almost assuredly. But if you want to get out and promote to a couple thousand, you know, people that listen to a pot sports podcast, feel free to hit me right here. Jordan Leandri's August 16th, 2017 first pitch before the Red Sox Cardinals game is no doubt a great sports moment. But is it? A first belt hall of famer we have to decide that today and here to do it with me is my favorite comedy writer and the best producer i've ever worked with he was a writer on friends of the people a producer on doing the most with phoebe robinson the director of fearless in japan with francisco lindor and co-executive producer of no script with marshawn lynch it's the incredibly smart the incredibly juvenile George Anagnastaco. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. That's very kind. Georgie baby. I appreciate the juvenile as well. That I feel like that's a <laughs> in this context is endearing. Very childish as you are. And I didn't realize <laughs> for the longest time, this is the truth. I'm a huge monster George fan. Very, I mean, I've had almost no friends come on this show. I don't really have friends. Really exposed <laughs> how many friends I do not have this show. Because, like, I listen to other shows and I'm like, oh, my God. These people are so great together. Like, I've been listening to Bad Friends. Do you listen to Bad Friends at all with Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino? I have listened to a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listen to that show and I go, God, these guys are, like, they so great, great together. Chemistry, yeah. Great chemistry. Really They're good. clearly good friends. They clearly love each other. And I don't have that with anyone that comes on the show. I just don't have <laughs> I don't it. think that's true. And I'm like, wait, don't I have friends? And I'm like, I mean, I've got Jay and Ryan, but like they are nobody. They have no followings. <laughs> they have no credits. No. They're just like dudes from Ohio. Like nobody cares about them. So I don't have them on. So the point is, is I, I don't really have anyone that comes out. You are one of the few people I would refer to as a friend. I'm a giant George fan. Well, that's very uh, kind. But, I'm a- and, and so, no, no, don't say anything about me. I, uh, I, for the longest time, I was like, sort of like sitting there, like thinking, why do I like George? And I couldn't, I, I mean, I knew, I just like was enjoying the time that we would spend together and sure. it was fun and all that stuff, but I couldn't figure it out. And then someone was like, George is like a, like has the brain of a 12 year old boy. And I'm like, that's right. That's what it is. A, a, a mature, like a late 12. 
<laughs> you know, but no, I, I, I appreciate, I listen, if you're bringing me on for following, I think you're going to be disappointed, <laughs> but, uh, no, I do. I do think we are, we're good friends who have also worked together a lot. Yeah. I have not, I have not worked together with someone that I'm as close to as, as you oh, and your fun. fabulous editor, Rob. Yeah. Rob is the Robbie, Rob. Robbie, baby. Rob, yeah. I have, uh, yeah, Rob, I've, I've spent more time in a room alone with Rob than maybe any other human being other than my wife. Uh, George, do you want to talk about America's Funniest Home Videos right, out of the, right off the top here? So here's the thing. I did. I made a note to myself because I think America's Funniest Home Videos plays a large part in why the moment that we're going to discuss is fantastic. I, lo- I, I have the – hold on. As I was thinking about you, I thought, what would George like? What could we talk about? And so I went to America's Funniest Home Videos because I know you like it. And then as I continue my research for this episode, I realize that this moment that we're talking about is very much an America's Funniest Home Videos moment. I mean, I don't want to – without spoiling it, it would have won. This would have been this would have been a clip that they played like on the – like Alfonso would have been standing there in Disney World awarding a family – a, you know, a lifetime vacation to Disney and a hundred grand for this. There's n- absolutely no doubt. <laughs> you think this doesn't just win the episode. You think it wins the season. Wins the season. Hands down wins the season. Unreal. I mean, the, the only competition they could get is like some very cute baby thing. Right. But like this is, the stakes are too high. Right. Right. The, the, the only way this loses <laughs> is if a baby does something so outrageously cute. And fu- like then you know then right. you, you then got you've got another a, horse in the race. That's, a, that's right. Ah, uh, um, that is so much fun to think about. You're exactly. I I don't know if it wins the season. Listen, you're the student more than I am here. <laughs> I, but I, I do. Wins. I think you're absolutely right. It almost certainly wins the episode and comes back for the year end finish. It is Has very to. funny, and it does involve. I mean, the biggest domino to fall here in terms of America's Funniest Home Videos is the is the is it being right in the groin. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it's right on the money. It's right, like it, it it is it is the unexpectedness of it and yeah. the yeah. the perfect uh, yeah. landing spot. Like the, the, yeah, those yeah. two things combined, this organic happening, like someone should be giving Jordan a hundred grand. There's not. There's. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny to think about. Both Jordan and Tony, the photographer, Mm -hmm. which, again, we'll dive into the details here in a second. It's very funny to think about this happening to both of them. And you're right. In a different circumstance or scenario, this whole situation is very different. Like, in a different scenario, someone is handing you a giant $10,000 check and you're on television. But this happened like a baseball game. So, like... They don't own the footage. Like there's all these like little things that keep this from now. It's just like an internet oh. joke and like people just laugh at it, but like they don't own this video, so they can't go win the money. That's very, I've never thought about it like that. Like the ownership, the fact that it was being broadcast on a major network. Yes. They don't own this footage. They don't own it. No. It's not like his camcorder. Yeah. I think that would also change the integrity of America's Funniest Home Videos. Like if, That's if, true. if, if if oh, like for a, sure. a local news station was like, look, our, you know, the, the weatherman yes. said shit. Yes. Right. We don't, I don't care about that. Yes. You know, I want, I want to see someone, you know, eat it off a trampoline. 
A hundred percent. I want to see someone get the speed wobbles on a bike going off a dock into some water. There's nothing better than that grainy, like low light footage of like two people, like two like heavier, older geriatric couple that clearly love each other. And it's like somebody's anniversary or birthday and they're Mm. in a room and they're dancing (laughs) and someone stumbles and the dad is trying to like keep himself up, but he's like, doesn't want to let go of the wife. And then they both like stumble and fall into the, (laughs) into the kitchen table. Right. Like that's like the, and there's something like so homey and so lovely and so f- just raw and funny about those moments that you're right. Having something about like a, a you know, something shot on a studio ped cam too just polished. would completely ruin too polished. Yes. No, you're completely right. There is like a there's a certain amount of nostalgia wrapped up in that. It also yeah. feels attainable. Yeah. Listen, I have a lot of we're going to get into America's Funny Some Videos. Trust me. The, the the also I want to just say the grandiosity of the Jordan Leandri like the how it's Fenway and it's a big wide shot and the team oh. is that like there's we won't get into that first but I just want to say there's there's you don't want cell phone footage of this Jordan Leandri pitch like, no, it, everything no. happened for a reason yes we got the best of both worlds but it's a great point this probably maybe this wins a hundred grand it does uh, it has to win I would I would stop watching if it lost. Um, do you want to talk about the importance of America's Funny Home Videos for me for a second? Yes, sure. <laughs> Absolutely is what I mean to say. I believe America's Funniest Home Videos is the most important show to have ever been on television. <laughs> and it, you mean this. You're not doing I'm a not, bit. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing a bit. I believe that it is YouTube before YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the most consistently funny yep. show yep. that has ever been on television. Oh my god! I would challenge any human being to watch one episode of, of <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos and not laugh. There's no way you wouldn't laugh. There's absolutely no way. I also think that it is uh, a reflection of who we are as people. Oh. Like it, 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 it is called America's Funniest Home Videos, but <laughs> right. it, what it should be called is just like, you know, Earth. Like it should be something right. more universal. Right. Yes. Because every, like all yeah. the actions that are captured on these yep. home videos are things yep. that you can relate to somehow. Yes. My yeah, uncle absolutely. did that. My cousin did that. I did that uh, same thing. So like you're watching and you're laughing with these people and also right. you're reflecting on your own life and the things that have happened. It's... Uh. It's it's perfect, and I also think that it's sincere. <laughs> it's the it's the same reason it's the same reason that like something like Jackass is perfect. I it's do, because all of the emotion, all of the pain, all of the joy, they're all real. There's no acting. It's all like uh, you're you're you've captured true human emotion, right. whether it's pain, right. whether it's right. joy, shock. It's right. And it's and it's like you're always happy. You're always you're always happy. You know what I mean? Like there's always that clip in there where you're like, oh, my God, like that guy that really is he OK? Like, he, did he lose his arm? Is that guy? Oh. Is that guy OK? And also like that, that moment with that child is so adorable and, and sweet. And yes. it makes me think about my childhood and my yes. kids. It's just it's it's a it's, it, it's a great show it, that a million things have tried to copy and they'll never do it. Uh, I mean, this is that is at the heart of why I love George. He's so good at that stuff right there. What you just heard. I love it. I love how much you appreciate things, particularly something that we're America's Funny Some Videos. The two things I want to comp, uh, comment on are you're 100% right about both of them. 
it's a it is maybe the the global show it is called yes. America's Funniest Home Videos, but it is truly global. You can play America's Funniest Home Videos episodes of that show anywhere, anywhere, and everyone will appreciate it. I would love to see more international. Like, I would love to see more of that in the show, so yeah. I could like be illuminated to yes. you know the, it, yes. what other cultures like what mm, are things right. being like filmed, and I would I would adore that. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great point. Uh, the other thing is is the transference. It's not just capturing and seeing raw, true emotion, whether it's laughter, shock, you know, cuteness, whatever it is. It's you then also, you have the same thing. Like when you see something shocking on America's Funny Funny Song Videos, you have the same thing in the room. And by the way, you're probably watching it with your family or with friends. And you're all having that same emotion. You're all going, oh my God, how cute is that? Oh my gosh, I can't believe that thing happened. Like you're you're having it. It's going from the TV into your own soul. Yeah, yeah, directly into your soul. That's right. Ugh. It is an uplink to your soul. That's exactly right. So good. This is <laughs> how great is this episode going to be? This is going to be so good. If we're starting off here, this is only we're only going up from here. Let's get into this. Uh George, I need you to table set before we get going here. Table set. What's your favorite sport, your favorite team and your favorite athlete of all time? Uh, my favorite, uh, sport to watch is football. My favorite team would be the Patriots and my favorite athlete of all time would be Nomar Garcia Parra. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this, I mean, it, I didn't set this up here to start, but you, you are from the Boston area. I'm from Massachusetts. That's right. Massachusetts. Uh, so those are really obnoxious answers. Like, I don't like you like the Patriots <laughs> and then Nomar. it just feels like a very Boston thing to say. Why, why Nomar? <clears throat> Nomar as a, ch- I was born in the year of 1986. Yeah. So the late nineties, it felt right. like the Red Sox, the other Boston teams in that, at that moment, they were like, a lot of them were about to get really good. Right. But it was still like Bledsoe Patriots. Right. You know, the uh, Antoine Walker and the truth over on the Celtics, yeah. who I know you love. Fuck them. Um, and like the Red Sox, it, it's hard to explain the power that the Red Sox had over like New England youth mm. at that time. Mm. And especially Nomar Garcia Parra was so right. cool. He was yeah. the shortstop. He was clearly the best player on the team. Um, he seemed like a, a very amazing name. He seemed like a very nice, good person. Yeah, and he he just kept getting cooler. He got married to Mia Hamm, who was like right. arguably yes. the the you know from my perspective the most iconic American soccer player at that right. time. Like easily the most identifiable and best. Um, like he was just awesome. He's just a really great player. I love I love that wrinkle because Mia Hamm was uh, this country's darling. D- yeah, exactly, darling, soccer darling. Um, yes. And a phenomenal athlete. And then phenomenal. so to be like, oh, my God, the shortstop of the Red Sox yes. is married to the yes. like That's a great all-star, yep. all-star yep. soccer yep. team. Um, and, yeah, Nomar, he got a little bit of a, like a bum deal in 2004 because he got traded the year the Red Sox won the world. Like he got traded. Is that true? He got traded earlier in that year. Ooh. Which is like, that's that's heartbreaking. Even though the Ooh. team was like. We'll give him give him a ring. He helped us get here. Give him some of that yeah, cash. Still, but still, it's same. not it's oh not the same. God. No, uh, it, there is something about the word shortstop 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it doesn't, I don't know the genesis of that word. And you know what? I've just decided I'm never going to look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they came up with the phrase shortstop. I don't ever want to know. I just know that's like a thing that you learn as a child mm-hmm. when you're like into sports. Yes. They hand you the word shortstop. You know what it means. And you, it's in your heart and your soul forever if you're a sports fan. And my guess is no one listening to this knows what the word shortstop means. I don't know what shortstop <laughs> means, but it's like such a unique phrase that is so like lovely and it's like baseball and it's like everything about baseball can be like distilled into the word shortstop. Yes. And when you're the shortstop of a team, it, you're just beloved. And then your name is Nomar Garcia Para, and for bought for people in Boston, I mean, what a lovely combination of all these things. This is a great answer. I didn't like it because I don't like Boston, like <laughs> sports fair. and stuff. That's fair. But uh, I, this has been a fantastic answer. It makes a ton of sense. Nomar Garcia Para. He's yeah. He's just he's got a he's got a really great name, and listening to people with hard, hard Boston accents stumble through it is always fun. Why don't you have a hard Boston accent? It's a good, my, my dad is yeah. from Greece, but then moved oh, to New York. So right. he, he, he doesn't really have an accent. And my mom kind of grew up all over and then eventually ended up in Massachusetts. So Got it. I, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. A lot of my friends have it and I find it, it's maddening to listen to. Okay. We're going to dive into our moment to decide whether Jordan Leandry's first pitch goes into the first ballot hall of fame. We have to go through our first ballot hall of fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. We're going to see if this thing is good enough for the hall. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall order. I'm going to be difficult on this. This is a great moment, but I'm going to be difficult. I'm not just going to let something waltz into the hall here because it's fucking George here <laughs> pitching it. Like we're going to, we're going to put this thing through the ringer. The first category is always the first credential analytics. Those are stats behind this number. Not a lot of numbers behind this moment. The, the one that I did want to reference, this is Jordan Leandry's fifth first pitch. He's thrown five of these things. Uh, before Red Sox games, again, obviously a cancer survivor, uh, proud sort of bene- benefactor, someone who benefited. Is that what you say? Is that what a benefactor is? I think the benefactor isn't the benefactor the person who is doing the donating. Oh, maybe. Shit. Hold on. Fuck shit. Just leave it in, Rob. I don't know. It's just yeah, the person. That's oh, the person who gives oh, the money. Shit. Whoever. <laughs> Jordan was, uh, you know, he 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 got help and <laughs> money. And like care and stuff from the Jimmy Fund. That's what I'm trying to say. He's connected to this 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 group, this really great cause in the Boston area. Supports the Dana Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. Uh, so he's been out. He's he's come out and been an inspiration to the Red Sox, to the Boston area locals and fans. Uh, come out and thrown five of these first pitches. What do you make of the of this fifth one here? Uh, uh, may, does he get a little cocky? Is that what happened here? That's very funny to think of him as I never thought of it as him being cocky. I think he just I think he just got nervous. I think I think he might maybe he got too comfortable. This is yeah, old I, hat. I've done this a few nothing's gonna I go think that's, wrong. Here. I really honestly think there's a little bit of that in play here because he as he strides out, and again, if you haven't seen the clip, oh my god, stop this whole fucking thing right now and go watch it on our Instagram, our Twitter, <laughs> at first ballot HOF on Instagram, at first ballot pod on Twitter. I understand those should be the same. I get it. <laughs> yeah, they really should. From I a get, branding point of view, I that's get a real that The branding should be the same in wow. terms of a social handle. It's like a whole thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the clip on our on our socials. 
well worth your time. Well worth your time. Essential for you to have done that. Um, I think as he strides out of the dugout, I think he's got a little bit of swagger in him. I think he's he's I think he's got a little bit of a of a of a of a, of a you know of a of a little stride out to the mound. I think he's like I've done this before. I've been here. I'm in the clean Red Sox uniform. He's got his Cape Cod fitted on. Yeah, I right. think he feels good. I think he's clearly as a cancer survivor, he's proud of what he's accomplished, how hard he's worked to get to this point. I think he's out here. He's been with these gentlemen before too. This this impossible dream Red Sox team. I think he's been out here. I think he's thrown this pitch. I think he's feeling good. I think it's a nice day. I think the weather is nice. I think he's feeling great. Maybe he had a dog before this. <laughs> Who knows? But I think he's feeling great. I think he walks out to the mound. He doesn't wait. Like he doesn't gather himself. He pretty much goes right off the gun he and does. he takes a big step we'll get into it here in the eye test is next we're going to get to it but i think he takes a big heave and i think he's a little cocky i wish you were on the show i could ask him about it a little cocky in this moment that's very very funny also i i do want to point out you you mentioning you think he may have had a couple Fenway Franks before he threw. You're trying to pin this on the hot dogs at Fenway Stadium. Listen, I I think when you go to a stadium, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been to baseball games. When I go to a stadium and you sit in those seats and the grass is green and the sun's out and you get a fucking dog in your hand and you start <laughs> eating a dog and like yeah, the buns heaven. are steamed. It's heaven. Yeah, Fenway Franks are, are, are delicious. But if, if anything, if you had a couple of those, I think he would have steamed that thing right in there. Like, I think that would have, <laughs> that would have, that would have like only increased the accuracy and speed of his pitching arm. I, I think it's just gotta stay. It's gotta be hard to stay dialed in. When you're in like such a great mood, I it's, I I completely agree. I also think that first, like the first pitch of a baseball game, yeah, the stakes feel so weirdly yes. high. Like the, yes, it is. If you're if you are bad at your at 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 this, right. it's, it's the closest thing to like a public execution that we right. have. Yes. Like yes. you are yes. you are being paraded in front of all yes. of these people. Right, and if you're bad at this, Rated. there's yes. nothing you can. There's no hiding. Nothing. There's nothing you're you can completely do. exposed. It's mortifying if you're bad. Yes, at this. a great point. A great. It's 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 it must be like bombing and stand up. You are up there. The light is on you, and you are not coming off this stage until this thing is over. It's and trouble. Like good luck. It's real. I mean, I, honestly, it's like a real fear of mine to think like if I gain some sort of marginal notoriety or I, right. I happen to be somewhere. Yes. I catch a kid falling out of a tree and they're like, <laughs> they're like, Oh my God, we're going to bring this hero. He's going to throw the first pitch. Right. I right. I would be terrified. Right. I'm Is not- there any chance? Let's assume you've caught this kid out of the tree. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just run this. Okay. You caught this. Uh, uh, George, George, thanks so much for catching that kid. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that my pleasure. Here's your child back. <laughs> wait, wait, why were you under the tree? Uh, that's where I live. <laughs> oh, you do. You live. Okay. Yeah, that's where I live. Okay. So, and then you, why were you looking? Did you hear the kid falling or what? What? How did you, that's were right. you I like heard, right there to catch the kid? I you heard, didn't put the kid in the tree. Uh, no, not my kid. I don't know what okay. the kid was doing. I heard some, I heard some wrestling. I looked up. I, just, I was, you know, I'm not a hero. I was in the right okay. place at the right time. I can't stress that enough. Not a hero here. Well, the, the, the town loves you. Boston loves you. Oh, and God. we want to extend an invitation don't to say you. It. To throw do out it. the first pitch at Fenway Park before the Red Sox Cardinals game on oh. August sixteenth, twenty seventeen. What do you say? I'm out of town. 
You are. You're on, where, where are you? Where are you? I'm going. Uh, I've got an open ended ticket. I got it. I don't know. I'm. I'm out though. I'm not going to be around. <laughs> I'm heading out of town. You don't know where you're going. Don't know where I'm going. I've got a. Uh, I got a lifetime pass on Delta. I just. You know. I can you hop do. on a plane. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, hey, we tried. No, uh, I mean, I would do it. Of course, I would do it. But I would be very scared. The the I will say the first. And again, I've never thrown a first pitch. I've never thrown a pitch from uh, the mound. In a major league ballpark, and that's oh, sure. what I wanted to bring up is it seems like like we've you've thrown baseballs like I've thrown a baseball, and by the way, I've looked at a lot of first pitches over the last couple of days. I've been researching this episode. I'm kind of astounded at how many people can't really throw a baseball. Yeah, like when they throw a baseball, it doesn't look like a baseball player throwing a baseball. I want the record. I want everyone listening to know when I throw a baseball. Fucking! It, it might as it could look like it's might as well be Danny Tartable. It looks like a big leaguer throwing a baseball. I want you to know that. But I've never thrown from that distance. It seems like because I've thrown tons of baseballs and because my form is so good, I have. Seen- I presume that I throw it right down the pipe and it would be no issue. But then, as I think about the distance, I go, I don't. Maybe maybe it's long enough to where I'm completely overthinking this, and and I'd fuck it up once I got out there. I cannot play golf. I'm not right. a good golfer, but right. you can swing that thing. Oh my! If you if you took a if you took a video of me swinging, you'd right. be like, he just crushed that ball. Uh, now, is did the ball go where I wanted it to go? Right, Absolutely right. not. Right, did right. did the outcome that I desire right. happen? Right. No. Right. But in a but vacuum, if I, <laughs> just like this, wow, that's a great swing. If I, I put if I put that thwack sound effect at oof. the exact right sp- spot, you, yeah. everybody's like, this dude crushed that. That thing's 300 yards easy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that, I, I can't tell you how many times my dad has been like, great swing, and now go apologize to those people. <laughs> we got to keep moving this episode is going to go so long i appreciate talking to you george the next credential is our eye test what did you see in this moment there is a lot to look at in this play (laughs) it truly is like one of the a great example of a sports moment where you can watch it over and over and over and just focus on a different part of the video true or false I can't tell you how many times I've watched this video. Uh, legitimately over a hundred. And every time I've tried to look at someone else's face, yes. someone else's reaction. It's a blast. It's, it's really, it's really well cut. Like in, in a way that is like, clearly the booth is just trying to like, you know, right. keep up with the action. But like right. the timing of everything is so funny. It's so good. Cause like, like, you know, first of all, as soon as you see the entire, the backfield, there is one person who kind of catches your eye because he's wearing almost the color of a bullseye. He's right. got this, you know, Tony has uh, a big, bright, like uh, salmon or pink shirt. Yes. And it like your eye is drawn to that. But yes. like, you know, you think nothing of it. Right. And I think maybe on a subconscious level, Jordan's eye also went there. <laughs> and for for his pitch to be errant and also gravitate directly at this human bullseye and hit him in the nuts is so perfect. And then the camera cuts back around and you see Jordan kind of like, like he kind of like smiles a little bit and laughs. And then then like, you see all the other people kind of going, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's I I don't know how to describe the face that Jordan makes. You are right. I want to say the the live cut the uh, the live direction of that 
sequence is just as you've noted it's just the director trying to just keep produce up. a game yeah they're just trying to produce a normal game but for them to cut to jordan <laughs> right before he makes that face is just it's it's perfect it's it's so good and it's, it's it's essential to add another layer to this i don't know how to describe jordan's face <laughs> no. but i i the only the only thing i could come up with to sort of Again, if you haven't seen the moment, and you're uh, that'd be fun too to listen to this podcast and then to go watch the moment afterwards. Oh. That might be fun too. Something to think about here, listeners. Uh, the, the, the only thing I could think of to describe his face is to make this sound. Yee. That, that's the face he makes, right? <laughs> yes. Yee face. Yeah, like woo. Yeah, Yeesh. like like you know, if you're like a little hot under the collar, kind of like pull your <laughs> yeah, sleeve he's out, pulling like, out oh, his God. neck. That's hundred percent right. Yeah, like he. he it's it's funny because it's like I made him as. It's the same kind of face you make if you maybe you throw the ball over the fence or something where you're like, yeah. I'm helpless in this moment. Right. But I and I feel bad. Uh but there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I can't do anything about it right now. The I mentioned this earlier, how grand the shot is. It's this yes. beautiful uh, uh historic stadium. It's the Boston Red Sox. They're mm-hmm. in their home whites. The, the impossible dream, these like Boston Red Sox legends are <laughs> in a straight line behind Jordan. All and it creates guys. these beautiful, this beautiful wide shot of all these guys who are here as Red Sox legends, but also here to support this cancer research fund. And here's this cancer survivor on the moment, this beautiful wide shot. It's so lovely. And uh, it also, seeing this wide shot, you get to see all of these players react. And that's one of my (laughs) favorite parts of this. Number 17 pitcher, Dave Moorhead. He's got the best view on the planet of this thing. He's just off and to the right of Jordan. So he's got a clear view of where the ball should go. He can see the motion from Jordan. He can see the pitch. He can see the, the exit point when he lets it go. He can see, he's got a great unobstructed view of Tony, the photographer who really takes it. It's just <laughs> the best view on the planet. Immediately covers his mouth, Dave Moorhead. Immediately covers his mouth and sort of steps out of that single file line. Let, like he's got, clearly has that like oh my vibe to him. <laughs> yes. Outfielder John Landis goes to cover his mouth. Like a lot of people, like oh, like <laughs> I, am I allowed to laugh at this? Do I have to hide this? How am I supposed to react? The the not knowing how you're supposed to react. Uh, from the participants on the field definitely additive to this moment oh it's i mean it's again the stage like the stakes are so high you have all of these like not only are you at fenway park at center field there's also all of these old red sox professional baseball players behind you yes watching you do this thing and the like just that like you said the grand shot of all of that melded together is it's 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 perfect it's perfect it's absolutely perfect number 19 gary wasluski clearly (laughs) laughing you can just see it in the in his body that's the the other fun thing is you're not you're not seeing these people's faces which part of me wish i could see the red sox legends faces as that moment happened like i wish that footage existed and so i'm sure it exists i just haven't seen it I wish I could see that, but then also part of me really enjoys not being able to see it and having to imagine what Gary Wazlewski is doing. Uh, and then you mentioned uh, Red Sox uh, greats. 
The pitchers, number 20, Lee Stang, Stang, Stangy. Number 27, Bucky Brandon. First off, great old baseball Amazing names. Name. Lee Stang, Bucky Brandon. God. They're having it's, – it's also very clear, the two guys, again, that sort of immediately, like, I think Lee Stang, like, pushes Bucky Brandon <laughs> yes, as it happens. Yes, like, yes. They're having, like, an old guy, like, we're back together again. Oh, exactly. We're back we're in the pitchers. room. Yes. 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 The camaraderie is back. The connection back. is back. The, yes. yes. They're having Absolutely. a moment. They're like, we're back together in the old office, and we're this – look at this fun thing. Like, there's just a camaraderie there that immediately is struck up and that's so lovely to see again all at the cost of this This, man's uh, pain but it's lovely to see them sort of enjoying a communal thing together these dudes yeah that that like instant connection instant camaraderie i think elevates that entire moment and also like to tony's credit like if he had fall like if he had fallen down like crippled in pain (laughs) i feel like this would have completely different context to it (laughs) Like if he had gone down hard and everyone was like, oh, is he all right? Is he okay? So this is a great point. Keep going. Because Tony now, like Tony really kind of carries, like he gets hit and then he like, he he rolls out of frame. He stumbles out of frame. But like, I imagine he he didn't drop to his knees. Like, you know, so howling in agony. Like he, he, he took it and like, he did the same thing that like, if you got hit, you know, at gym class or something, you'd be like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm all right. I'm fine. You know? So then you kind of like, you give that moment back to the people. You let everybody laugh about it. Like, ah, no, don't worry. I'm, uh, I'm totally fine. But like, if he had like shrieked and fallen, it would be <laughs> completely different. Like That is the, uh, good luck beating that. That is the best thing you'll say all episode long. You're so right. And I had never considered it. If he goes down in a heap, Yes. Yeah. If he melts in that spot, he we are all thinking of this totally differently and we feel terrible for him. And you're probably like, Oh my gosh, is he okay? Yes. There's none of that here. He no. takes <laughs> he it. He kind of leaps back. He stumbles. And then and I know that you appreciate this. He leaves the frame. Like he <laughs> yeah, has to leave the frame. Yes, exactly. The That's why like he's just like it's so funny because it's so i love comedy that plays in big wide frames and yes, it's just you course. just have to pay attention and for him to get hit all the way in the back right and kind of flutter out is so funny and like it's, i think about it compared to and I, I forget the name of the 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 player i think you had discussing on this podcast where that woman got hit in the face with a basketball yeah 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 gerald henderson and like that 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 like in that moment you're like that's very funny but is that my god is that woman's nose broken yes 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 you're right that's a great point that one if you haven't seen it go listen to the uh, gerald henderson oh my god is it all these videos he is so funny as well but you're right it just really like really ricochets off of her face hard (laughs) hard and her glasses like are completely (laughs) shot off of her face and it's it's so hard that it is like you do kind of feel bad but in this, because of where it lands and because of his motion and his reaction is so funny, it's very like goofus, like, oh, like a little <laughs> do- doofy. Yes. <laughs> like, like, you know, he made that sound, yeah. right? Like, George, like, I want you to, I'm going to throw the pitch and I'm going to make a sound of me pitching and I'm going to, you make the sound that, uh, uh, that Tony yeah. made as the ball hit him. All right, here we go. Jordan Landry fired in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
he 100% makes that sound. <laughs> yeah. And he's got to back out of there and he stumbles. He like, he stumbles around. It's like, he's a little lost. He's clearly dazed. It is very, very funny. Do you have, um, I can send it to you. Do you have uh, the picture that he took? Do you have his yes. angle? Yes. That, like, I wonder from his perspective, like at some point, was he like, that's about to hit me? Or was it so fast that it that's just like it happened? Question. But like, yeah, his, his reaction, I think, allowed everyone else to laugh, allowed Jordan to laugh. Oh, I know sure. that they connected after and everything is everything is is totally is copacetic. But my God, is it like it, it, it's perfect. I mentioned this earlier on uh, Jordan working from the stretch here. Big stride off the rubber, big leg kick on the backside there. He's, clear, in my opinion, clearly muscling the ball up there. Big arm swing and follow through. Like, he's really going for it. I appreciate that as I've detailed. I think I'd go for it. I appreciate that he goes for it. He just lets go of the ball way too early. He just just lets it go <laughs> way too early, and it just completely soars on him. That's yes. a lot of fun. The other thing I noticed that I wanted to reference, uh, Wally the Green Monster, which is <laughs> yes. the Red Sox mascot on the field behind home plate. And my favorite thing about Wally is he tracks the ball immediately. <laughs> Wally the Green Monster never takes his eye off this ball. Yes. He tr- he tracks this thing all the way to Tony Copabianco's uh, private parts. <laughs> follows it right he, he never takes his eye off the ball it's almost like you know when you watch a home run and you see those great um cameramen in sports uh that yes. tra- can track that ball that's so so, they're the best cameramen in the business and they're uh, cameraman camera women best in the business and they're completely underestimated but wally the green monster same thing he tracks that ball from jordan leandry's uh, exit all the way to Tony Copa Bianco's uh, privates and it, it, it immediately reacts like does a decent job of like keeping it light and fun because he's Wally the green monster. He does like a big, like shoulder shrug. Like, Oh no, what happened? Like he's <laughs> yeah. right there in the spot to add a little bit of levity here. I really appreciate Wally and such, what he did there. That's so, yeah. I mean, I, I had debated with myself, like would it have been funnier if Wally got hit and it like, I don't right. think I think it would have been, yeah. it would have, but like, you know, that, that, that under that costume, he's not going to feel that like right. Tony felt that yes. all. he felt yes. all of it. Uh, I, I, it's a great question. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with what we have a guy taking it and feeling that impact <laughs> and having the mascot right there to add on to it. I yes. maybe, maybe Wally should have gone a bit bigger with the, you know what I mean? Like you, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. in that moment you're in that costume, there's probably no, like yeah. there's no such thing as over the top when you're in Wally the Green Monster. Yeah, Wally so should have taken just a knee. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. take a knee. To, like take maybe a knee point like, at him. Yeah, wait for him to get back up and like wait, make sure he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> take a knee until he's back. That's so perfect. That's really good. There's also a woman behind Tony. Um, she's I think in like a blue and white dress. Another ball hawk. I really appreciate it. <laughs> she sees that ball yes. going wide instantly horrified both hands up by her face in a bit of a panic uh-huh. i appreciate her doing that also infielder mike andrews from the impossible dream red sox behind the plate he's behind the plate catching because i think he was the former head of the jimmy fund or something uh he makes a play on the ball i also love the fact that he can't get down into a catcher's crouch because he's an old man <laughs> and if you're an old man you get it you're like listen i'm not getting all the way down there. it ain't happening i can't get up from that position <laughs> 
I appreciate him trying to make a play on the ball. He really goes for it. Like, he kind of comes out of his stance. He almost stumbles and falls himself because he's really going for the ball. Yes, he is. And then him turning, he really turns right into the carnage. Like, he he sort of almost, like, reveals it. He almost, like, olays you to (laughs) the impact. You're totally right. His body language directs you to the action. Yes. 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 He runs toward that like a first responder. Like, he's coming in to help. (laughs) Yeah. It's really you're you've you've really helped me realize that the salmon pink shirt, the Olay, the Wally, the, the like there are a lot of things that really direct you to this thing that mm-hmm. are it's lovely. It's almost like, you know, the use of a, of an extra in a film. Like it yes. directs you to what you're supposed to be watching and make sure that you don't miss it. It's it's really really real well done. It's majestic really quite is one last thing in the eye test major eye test today major eye test lots of stuff to see your thoughts on the laughter afterwards <laughs> you're because th- it seems like is jordan laughing that's the question is jordan laughing is is the catcher as he comes back to greet jordan are they laughing together what are they laughing at your thoughts here on the laughter? so like i think immediately after after the hit there's kind of like a ooh and a gasp. And then like it is it is followed by by laughter. But again, I think it's buoyed by Tony's reaction of like getting hit and coming back up. Because I don't think and no one is laughing at Tony. They're laughing because of the situation of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. Tony did nothing wrong. Right. You, you know, like he wrong. so he he was in the ex I would say in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um but he the laughter, I think, again, just builds the moment up because you're you're all we've just witnessed joy. Yeah. Let's all laugh about this right. funny situation. Right. You have all these bas- all these you know uh, baseball legends behind you. They're laughing. You've immediately given them something to like reconnect over, break the ice over. Yeah. Like if you're sitting next to someone that doesn't matter. Red Sox won that day. Yes. Right. Doesn't matter. You're doesn't only going to, you're only going to be talking right. about what happened in that first pitch. A hundred percent. And I think that laughter kind of just like, Hey, that's okay. That's no okay. One leaves, no one leaves Fenway that day and doesn't tell that story. Not a chance. Ugh, if you were, if you gosh. were getting Fenway Frakes when that happened, you, you flush your tickets down the toilet. You, you just like, <laughs> you're you, so pissed. You're, you're, you're furious. Especially if you had seats that were up close and you missed uh, that, oh you're, I mean, I, you might as well just go home. I would be livid. Oh, my God. You're out stuck in traffic and you missed that as the first pitch. Forget oh, it. Devastating. Uh, George, you played a huge hand in creating and producing No Script with Marshawn Lynch. It's a great show. It's on Facebook, I still believe. I, I'm, I'm sure people have seen clips. I'm also sure that most people don't, don't know that an entire show exists. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think you're right. George, you were on the show a lot. Isn't that so? That Yes. Uh, not, I mean, because Marshawn asked me to be on the show. <laughs> there was several several moments in the writer's room where Marshawn correctly identified me as a coward and was like, <laughs> I'm going to put him I'm going to put him in positions that will make me laugh. Famously, you're famously the guy Marshawn tells what to say. You're wearing like you're wearing an earpiece, and Marshawn is telling you what to say, and you have to repeat what he says to the letter. <laughs> you're working inside of an Ike sandwich shop. We also then redid that. We ran that back for Thursday night football. <laughs> you're selling sneakers in yes. Vegas, and Marshawn's telling you what to say. So if you've seen those clips, 
of that goofy white guy that Marshawn is telling what to say. George is the goofy white guy. That's me. That's me. Thank you for watching. <laughs> what was that like to have Marshawn telling you what to do? Uh, it was, I mean, it, the first at Ike's, at Ike's, it was, it was, it was terrifying. <laughs> I'd never done, I had never done something like that. And, and the original pitch for that, I don't think was not intended for me. I think it was, no. you had come up with that idea for, for Shaq, Shakir Stanley, who's, a comedian, a very yeah. funny individual. Yes. And Marshawn was like, we'll do it with Shaq, but I also want to do it with this, this virgin over here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that, that being me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, the it's, it's very hard to say exactly what someone is saying in your ear and also like earnestly react to the people in right. front of you. Right. Because you're like, your job is almost to, not listen to the person right. in front of you. Yes. But it, it's it's very it's very hard to do that. It's yeah. very hard to turn that part of your brain off. What's it what was I I I didn't understand. I mean, I've never considered being in a hidden camera thing, but what, you've described that to me before and when I when you said it the first time I was like, "Oh yeah, he's right." Like <laughs> being able to keep some semblance of a normal human interaction with the person in front of you, but still listening to what the person is telling you to say in your ear, particularly someone like Marshawn got to be very difficult. I think you did a great job. Thank you. People love it. People talk about it all the time as it gets posted all the time. What is it like <laughs> to be in something that's like gone viral? Is that weird? What, what are your thoughts? It's very, it's very funny because uh, like it's only happened a few times, but I've been, Somewhere and then be like, hey, I I know you from this from this very oh particular thing, and oh it's 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 always a very funny interaction to have to be like, yeah, that yep, that was super strange, uh, and I you know you can't see how much I'm I'm sweating and how awkward I feel, but like the amount of like people from like high school or college that reached out to me and, and were being yeah. like, hey, that was super funny and also embarrassing. How are you feeling? <laughs> and by the way, it it's also speaks. Uh, uh, says a lot about Marshawn that he identified you as someone. And I think he's exactly right. Like Shaq, who's very funny. It's not the same bit. It's, it's, it's made funnier because of you. Yeah. Shaq is, I mean, Shaq is way funnier than I am. And he's also very, he's like a cool dude. Yes. So it would make sense that a, a like stiff, unfunny moron like myself Right. would would be a better fit to have Marshawn puppet. It's, it's funny that Marshawn knows that and identifies oh. it and, and on the fly goes, no, 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 well, let's, I'll do what you want me to do, but also throw this guy in and then you watch yes. the version and you go, yeah, you're absolutely right. This Mar is exactly what we should have done. Marshawn, and I've said this to you, Marshawn is funnier than most people who are trying to be professionally funny. Like 100%. he, his understanding of, of comedy and timing and the way that his brain works around references, he is so, so good and so funny. Uh, it's outrageous that he's also a professional athlete. It's 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 that's the thing. Like when we when we made that show, when we made no script, we did that one bit where he went and did the ladder, right? Where he puts right. the ladder down in the studio and he does that like chopping feet, like ladder drill exercise thing that football players do. And up until that point, he was just Marshawn. He was someone that we were working with, and like I saw him more as talent, mm -hmm. even more so than just being like a comedian. Although clearly he's very funny. I just thought of him as like talent. So I'm working with him as like almost like a host to a certain extent. And then he does the ladder and you go, Oh, right. You're a world-class athlete on top of it. Like it's crazy to think about yes. being good in so many, that good in so many things. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable to, to be like a, a literal world champion at something and also be 
way better at this other yes. huge industry than most right. people. <laughs> the thing I always say about Marshawn is that every comedy person I know, like every comedian, every comedy writer, they all go, well, I'm not the funniest person in my group of friends. This guy that I grew up with, funniest dude I ever met, and that's Marshawn. Marshawn is yes. the funniest dude you've ever met. Um, and yeah, he's just he's just on another planet. It's he really is. Really wild to think about. Uh, let's move on. The next credential, our ear test. What yes. did you hear in this moment? I want to play. There's a lot to stuff to hear here. I want to play this moment for you, and then the floor is yours, George. You can tell me everything you hear in this. Let's listen to it together. Won't you please welcome the child who 10 years ago at age 7, before these same gentlemen on this field, spontaneously made his mad dash around the bases, running for the first time under his own power after years of treatment okay. at the Jimmy Fund. Now a 17-year-old right-handed pitcher at Barnstable High School on Cape Cod, welcome back, Jordan Leandry. I just want to, just right out of the gate, like that preamble, and that's pumped out over the speakers throughout the stadium. Yes. That preamble of, of you know, surviving cancer, coming. I mean, it's just like it adds such weight here. They roll out a red carpet for this thing. Again, that's not something you're, you're – we're talking about the ear test here. But that preamble is just phenomenal to have as the backstory to this. It, it is – to me, it's, it is exactly what you want in a first pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. this heartwarming, yes. like, there's not, there, this is like, this is beautiful. Here's this yeah, young man who, who overcame yes. cancer. Right. Throwing the first pitch out to the, yep. the chairman of this, you know, wonderful organization. Like, this yep. is, this is, this is tremendous. It's and, like, I would rather see that than, like, here's, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen throwing right. out, like, no, yes. Carly's doing great. She's it's super successful. Great. She doesn't need this. <laughs> you know what I mean? She doesn't need this. That's right. It's Give part it of a Jordan. promo tour. Yes. yes. It's a great point. Great point. All right, let's listen to the rest of this. Catching his pitch is the former chairman of the Jimmy Fund, Mike Andrews. All right, Jordan, fire it in there. It kind of sounds like someone goes, oh, shit. (laughs) Really, that's the thing that I'm listening to this this time, only on this time that I heard this. Yeah, same. The woe really leads the impact. (laughs) Like, you can really tell that someone is really – again, I love baseball people. Like, baseball people just get it. They know from watching this guy's motion, like, whereas they know that this thing's off instantly. Those woes really lead it. Let's listen to it again. Fired in there. So you All have, right, what do you hear there, George? You have that 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 beautiful first of all, you're right. The woe leads it. I've never it really does. noticed that before. Same, That's really interesting. Same. You have this beautiful thwap. You have this like oh. really, really great. It's almost like it was added, but well, it, it like, sounds like Foley. It sounds like Foley because it's so good. It's so good. It's like that classic, like beating celery with a stick yes. sound effect exactly like it is exactly it is exactly what that sounds like i don't know well, how the on, microphones play, pick that up let me play that sound effect once more it's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's whack there's a there's a true thwack right there it is yes. really great it's 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 really great and i also think that without that thwap this would feel a bit 
it would mm. it would a hundred percent feel lower. Yes. But I think that that sound contextualizes that in yes. a way. Like you 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 know what that feels like because of that sound. Right. You know what's funny is as I was watching it, I started thinking any chance that this is like an internet video where someone added that sound oh. because I'm like, where are the mics? Yeah. yeah. However. As you, if you listen to the the clip as it goes on, you can hear Jordan and the infielder Andrews talking after the play. Uh, so someone is wearing. There are mics down there. There might there's some sort of black apparatus like in front or behind Tony. I can't remember which. That may have been a mic as well. So gotcha. I really do think that there are mics down there, and this is real uh, groin sounds. Thank God. Uh, the other thing that I noticed in this clip, and this was something that I, I kind of chased a little bit and I have an inconclusive answer on, is after <laughs> after the hit, there is, you know, the organ player in the stadium goes, uh, bram. Yes. And now here's the thing. That's such a funny note to play. Uh, <laughs> and so I watched a lot of uh, first pitches specifically at Fenway. Right, right. And now... I would say the results are inconclusive. But you, okay, hold on. But you want. <laughs> what I want to think is that the guy up in the booth saw this yeah. happen and just went. <laughs> you know. You think he played a special note for, to punctuate this thing. I think whoever, he or she up in the, whoever's uh, playing that organ, like saw that and immediately went. <laughs> it's, I, oh my God. Now, I love this. That's so good. I watched stuff. Now. There were other clips that had the organ in it. So right. I can't say decisively that that's what happened. But like there were a lot that didn't. Bill Burr didn't. Tom Brady didn't. Uh, Sidney Sweeney did not. One of the Boston Marathon. Um, there were there were people that, that did not get the organ. And then this one did. So I'm I, like, I, this might be a little bit of a conspiracy theory that I'm trying to chase. No, it's so good. That is so good. That's fantastic. That's exactly what this show is supposed to be. It. I wonder if it's like a, cause again, that's like the, like I tell that story. I've told the story here on the show before the guy I was, I went to the circus and there was a guy working concessions at the circus and he's like cleaning out a glass and he goes, there is a, there is a, a warning on the churros. If you get one, you will want another. And I love that story because as I watch him and as I, he tells that joke, it's so perfectly yes. told yes. and so perfectly orchestrated and nailed and like devised. And he's the, 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 volume is right and the cadence that he's saying it is right it was it was so finely crafted of a joke that it makes me remember mm -hmm. that this is a rote like everyday thing this guy has to it's to work concessions at the circus all the time he's yeah. developed this thing in a laboratory to land and it makes me think the same thing about the the organist mm -hmm. this guy has to sit at that organ every day i wonder if they have a bad note if the pitch is like off if they don't want to like make fun of him and do like a you know like a here's i'm gonna play some sort of goofy like song to like make you seem stupid but to have a note that is like you know sort of the 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 organ version of the wah, wah, feels like it could exist in the organist professional organist at a stadium world yes i, I that i love the idea that that is like there is the there's the note here's the note we play if yes. the first pitch goes wrong and yes. that is a, that's a universal truth for every organ player at every baseball stadium. 
L- let's listen to it again here. <laughs> it is a real ta-da. It re- the indignity of that organ <laughs> court is so fun. I I want to believe deeply, I deeply that that was something that he did. I really want to believe, and I'm just going to go with it. I want to believe that he did that just for Jordan and yes. just for this pitch. I, and again, I didn't go too deep because I, I, I want to believe that that's true too. And oh, I, I hit so a certain cool. level. Now, there are other notes that are played. I can't I say if it's the same one, but other first pitches do have organ music accompanying it. Oh. But this this one specifically... It also happens like far enough at the end yeah. where you're like, yeah, all right, this is uh because there, I think there's also a reality where maybe someone throws the ball back to Jordan and he tries again. Right. But I like yes, that the right. organ player was like, nah, we're good. That's nah, it. that's it. Like, <laughs> that's wrap it. it. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's the finale. It really punctuates that whole thing. It really ends it. It's like this thing is over. Time to move on. It's it's great. Think thinking also of sound. The only thing that I wish. And, and it's sort of, I'm not sure if this is true. I wish that the color commentators were on when this was yeah, happening. Right. Yes, right. Part of it goes, I don't want you to speak over this moment. Right, like I would have, right. I want you to wait until it comes, yes, but I would have loved right. to hear what your reaction, reaction was yes, to this. Yes. Because yeah, it was that's a great point. reading news articles uh, about this moment. Like there were a lot of people, like there was a lot of different versions of someone being like, you know, uh, you know, one strike, two balls, right. or like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, a it was ton the, of that stuff. It, like it, the the pitch hurt around the world. Like it was like a lot of, <laughs> it was like a lot of stuff like that. And I would have loved to see someone kind of like fumble through, being like, "Oh, that looks like it got him." Wow, like like it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah, right in the mid. Right yeah. in the mid, yeah, right in the mid, yeah. yeah I was... tell you, I'm not a huge fan of like all the the ball double entendres, but that hurt around the world is very funny. Yeah, like, I don't know. Me. Yeah, <laughs> so like there was a me. lot of watching all these newscasters try to tiptoe around this. It's like I would have loved to hear someone yeah. call it, it live. Been, it would have been great. I, I like hearing it naked. I like hearing everything unobstructed. But yes. if that moment had finished, the organist plays, and then the announcers come on and go, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just you know, you know, yeah, they added something that that would have been great. You know, that's a sort of outside. a negative here that we didn't have that. Yes. Um, the the one thing we do have from the PA announcer, all right, Jordan, fire it in there. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Gak gets mentioned a lot on the internet, I, 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 but it is very funny to hear it. Let's listen to it again here. All right, Jordan, fire it in there. <laughs> I mean, very funny knowing where it goes. Yeah, super, super funny. Also, an exceptional voice. He's like, I, I wish that he had said something afterward. <laughs> like, I wish, again, yeah. he had been like, that was Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's just, oh, that's a great point. If he <laughs> if he had just come right back on and been like, "Thank you, Jordan." Yeah, exactly. And just like launched like right into whatever the next ad read was or something. And, be like, you know, and now the Sleepy's mattresses, you know, whatever, whatever. Would have been great. Oh, I missed that. Oh, uh, well, you, you, nothing's perfect. You know, it's something to remember. <laughs> nothing's, nothing's perfect. perfect. That's right. The next credential posterize any great images from this. Yes, my oh, God. Tony yes. Bianco is the photographer. You mentioned it early on. A phenomenal picture of this, yes. of, of like the moment before, <laughs> before this ball hits him in the nuts. And you're right. It's great with him, with his eye in that viewfinder. It's a lot of fun to think about. Did he see this? Did he know this thing was coming? What's also great about that photo is uh, uh, the catcher 
you know, his his head is turned in that like yes. he already knows something has gone awry, but yes. Tony probably doesn't. Right. Like it's, yeah, I, I it would I wish we could ask him. It would have been so great to be like, what are you thinking? As you see the catcher like mm. come up out of his stance and wheel around, like what do you think? Where do you think the ball's going? It's <laughs> yeah. really it's a great image. It's it's fantastic that it hit a hit a photographer. It's fantastic that the photographer got one still in front, and then it's a pretty good photo of like the moment before. Oh, it's great. This thing is hysterical. It's really a great image. Fantastic. Mm. Really additive here. The next credentials are test of time. This is when we compare this moment against other moments like it and i gotta say i'm gonna go test the time slash devil's advocate here to me the argument against this moment is there are a ton of funny uh first pitches there are some comedic first pitches there are some really bad first pitches yes uh i'm sure you t- watched a ton of first pitches i did any really bad first pitches that stick out to you there were i mean i was kind of sh- no i guess shocked is the wrong word but there are an astounding amount of very bad first very pitches bad. yes um uh the good dr fauci had a uh oh, absolutely brutal. horrible brutal. first pitch um uh, i mentioned carly ray jepson that one was particularly bad one that really stood out to me in watching it was michael jordan had a terrible first pitch absolutely airmail sammy sosa in 1998 which is this like- isn't just this isn't like <laughs> old michael jordan this is peak michael jordan peak michael jordan michael jordan is one of the best athletes of all time of all time of, of all, all time. time he knows how to perform with the lights on yes. like he he gets yes. it yes this is and again the stakes of the situation of the first pitch got oh. into Michael Jordan's head. Yeah, that's a great point. This is it's not like this guy isn't used to people watching him do something. No, no. This is like this is like yeah. How many championships does he have? How many times has he got like he, he is very used to having to do something hard sports wise, and this moment. Again, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest athletes of all times, completely biffs this first pitch. 50 cents is very bad. 50 cents was very bad. Uh, the, the 50 cents, there was one that made me laugh. It was somebody dressed as Darth Vader throwing yes. out the first pitch. And what was funny about that is after he did a really poor job, the crowd booed him, which I think <laughs> is so funny. The, the idea that, like, you know, this fictional character, people still rally behind hating. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Did you any chance you saw the Conor McGregor first pitch? I did. Yeah, the Conor McGregor one is another one that's just like that's maybe the worst first pitch I've ever. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's the worst, and I had not seen this until yesterday. But they did like a behind the scenes, like almost like a mini doc on his first pitch. I swear to you, I'm gonna put it up on the social. Oh my god! It's first off, it's very compelling uh, because he's a great speaker and he's very entertaining. It's also painfully, painfully clear after the fact that he has absolutely no idea how baseball works at all. <laughs> he's legitimate. Whoever, whichever uh, cub is catching his pitch, he's having a conversation with them and going literally. So was that, do you think that's a, what is, what would that have been? And the guy's like, Oh, it was, that's like, Oh, oh that's a huge ball. That's like, it's, maybe you even hit the guy. And he's <laughs> like, so is that, and Connor goes, is so is that good? Oh, and he goes, wow. oh no, it's it's good for the batter, but not for not for the pitcher. And he's like, oh, so it, it was so it worked out. 
And he goes, no, 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 you're like the pitcher. He has no clue how baseball works at wow. all. And it's, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, maybe it's just a, a regional, you know, a, an American thing. And he's from Ireland. So he doesn't give a shit about baseball, mm-hmm. but he has no fucking clue. And it may, it does make me go, did Connor know he was supposed to throw it to the catcher that was like standing there because it hits the fucking brick backstop. Like it almost goes into the stands. It's so far off. That's so funny. It, that, I, but like in fairness, if someone asked me to do something about cricket, I'd be like, I don't know what you want me to. Right. Where yes, am I? Right. Which direction am I supposed right. to face? I have no right. idea. That's so that you know. But also, if you're a professional athlete, if you're someone telling someone just to throw the ball, it is astounding yeah. that it's that bad. So bad. Let's let's move on, George. It's a brand new segment on the show, a brand new first ballot podcast segment. It's called Dream Team. Mm. Everyone knows the Dream Team, the 1992 U.S. Men's Olympic basketball team. God damn, that was fucking 30 years ago now. Everything in my life is 30 years old. Uh, there was probably a Dream Team before that. Had to have been, but whatever. I don't care about them. I certainly don't have the time to research that. The Dream Team, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Pat Chuck, the best team that, uh, ever assembled, the best mm-hmm. of the best. George, you are a writer, producer, director in the entertainment business. I need you to assemble your dream team. You and I are going to put together our starting five of the best basketball players from any movie or TV show ever. Wow. Your starting five, my starting five, we're going to decide who has the better team at the end of this. It'll be me. <laughs> George, <Not> you... <laughs> There's no As chance. I guess you have the first pick. I will follow, and then we'll just alternate. This is this is hard because there's some low hanging fruit. Is this a snake? Are do you get to go twice? No, no, no. We're just going to alternate. Great alternate. question. We're just going to alternate. Okay, my first pick is going to be Marlon Wayne's character from The Sixth Man because. He is haunted by his dead brother's ghost, and right. he is virtually unguardable. <laughs> There's nothing there's nothing you could do. Well, I, actually, let me ask you this. Do I have to pick the ghost or can I pick Marlon Wayans? You you can no, you can pick whichever you can pick whichever you want. I want Marlon Wayans, but he comes with the ghost. Right. Got it. That so, makes sense. So that is my first that's my first pick. Good luck. I don't it's know a, how you beat that. It's a Kenny Tyler is his Kenny name. Tyler, Kenny Tyler, that's Tyler right. From the sixth from the sixth man. You can't beat that. It's a great answer. I'm going my first pick with my with my first pick in the Dream Team draft. I'm mm-hmm. going with Neon Bodo, played by Shaquille O'Neal. And yeah. <laughs> that's my first pick. I mean, good luck to me. I got to one. me, Neon Bodo has to be the best uh 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 basketball player in any movie I've ever seen. What he does in that movie is astounding. Yes. Listen, he was uh, blue chips was on the list. I didn't. I, I I knew you would go more. I knew you would go for Shaq as a Lakers fan. I knew you would go for Shaq. The only center that could beat Shaq would be, and my second pick is going to be Patrick Ewing's monster from Space Jam. <laughs> so you have a cartoon character with the powers of Patrick Ewing. That's right. right. I mean, right. I like he's. I listen. I, I agree. Shaq is very good, but is he as good as that big O from the Monsters? Hard to say. It's a great question. Uh, let me look at this. Um, hold on. My next pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go two guard. I need a scorer. Yeah. I need a guy who can score. I'm going. 
Kyle Lee Watson from above the rim, played by Dwayne Martin, who can really play Kyle Lee Watson. I think he goes to Georgetown. He hits a game winner at the end of that movie. That's as big of a stage as you can get. Big D1, Big E school, Kylie Watson. I feel great about that. To have my scorer and to have Neon Bodo holding down the middle, g- grabbing every board, dunking every basketball, and swatting every shot, I feel good about my team. That is a really good uh, – I certainly not someone that was on my radar. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> but if I need a shooter, I'm going to have to pick for my third pick – uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh, of course. It's a, it's, oh my God, a great pick. How did I not go Jesus? How did I go Kylie Watson over Jesus Shuttlesworth? That is, listen, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> the moment gets, a, the moment's too big for some of us. And I made a mistake <laughs> there. Uh, a great answer, Jesus. Oh, God. Um, all right. Well, this is my third pick. I'm good. This feels a little off the beaten path. But I feel good about it. I'm going to go Eric Neese's Montrose in Above the Rim as well. Oh, my God. Kyle Lee Watson's arch rival Montrose played by uh, Eric Neese, who is the guy from MTV's The Grind. He was on the first reality show, MTV's Real World, the New York cast. And he's also the son of, I think his name was Jack Neese, who longtime NBA referee. I think he knows the game. He's in with the refs. Maybe that matters in the, you know, in a closing game of a, you know, maybe they go to a review and maybe Jack Neese is the one on the horn making the call here. I like this pickup. He's a white guy. I like having a white guy on my team. <laughs> Eric Neese's uh, Montrose from above the rim. Wow. That's Again, my backcourt. Montrose. Also, I think Montrose and, and Kyle Lee, they played each other for so long in the uh, above the rim uh, cinematic universe that I think they have a good chemistry together. And I think that matters. I think about chemistry. You're thinking about like, you know, can Jesus score? Yes, he can score, but you got your guys got to be able to play. Not everybody can score every time down. You've already got Kenny Tyler and his ghost. You've got Patrick Ewing's monster. I like my chemistry in my backcourt. On paper, your team seems better, but I think that the, (laughs) but I also think that my team, uh, my team has star power. And when we're talking about when we're talking about star power, I think I need to before you take it, I need to take the most iconic fictional basketball character of all time. And of course, I'm talking about Airbud, the dog. <laughs> Airbud, I was worried Airbud was going to go early, and it, he didn't. Uh, what position does Airbud play? I think the better question is what position can't he play? <laughs> I think the combination of of Airbud and I, I'm looking for the name of the monster that got Patrick Ewing's powers in Space Jam, and I have not found it yet. <laughs> Airbud, if I'm not mistaken, um, dog cancer is now dead, which leads to synergy with the dead uh, brother that I have working right. with uh, Marlon Wayne. So, right. so they've got a shared experience. I have, yeah, exactly. I have some sort of unholy possessed. Right. Uh, basketball team that, again, you can't guard a ghost. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go – I'm going to do my last two choices here. I am going to go snake style here at the back end. I'm going to ch- go four and five. What? And I'm going who – the two people oh. that I believe could be the, the two – I think Neon Bodo is probably the best raw talent. But <laughs> if you look at full careers of cinematic basketball players, I'm going with – 
the King and Duck Johnson from White Men Can't Jump, the playground legends that they play at the end of the movie. The King and Duck Johnson. I've got Neon Bodo, Kylie Watson, Montrose, and the King and the Duck. Again, chemistry matters here. They've played with each other forever. They've run the Venice Beach courts forever. I think it's a little BS that um, Sidney Dean and uh, Billy Hoyle beat them at the end. I think (laughs) clearly Woody Harrelson is working off of a tramp. I think you probably have to review that last play. I think the King and the Duck probably win that on most 99 out of 100 games. The King and Duck, my fourth and fifth players, I feel great about those. Those are really good. I would not have expected you to pick the rivals in that situation, <laughs> but that that is very in your character. These yeah. the, the, for you to look at that and be like, these two guys they're playing are actually better basketball players. They're better basketball players. That's exactly. That's right. very funny. You have one more pick. You've got Kenny Tyler from Six Men yes. and his ghost. You've got Patrick Ewing's monster, which we do not know. His Bang. Name. I found his name. His name is G- Bang. Bang. Yes, the <laughs> other monster's names are Pound, Bupkiss, Blanco, Not, and Bang. Wow. Bang, the worst uh, name out of all of them. So <laughs> I'd go with Bupkiss, which is like <laughs> a way of saying nothing. Uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth and Air Bud, the now long since deceased dog. <laughs> Who is your fifth pick? Um, I am I am between the character that one of the Wayne's brothers plays in Celtic Pride, <laughs> who is very funny and very good, or Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great. Oh, this is. It's a big pick. You got to choose one or the other. Uh, let me say on the on the um, Celtic Pride side, then you've got two Wayans. I've got two you've got Wayans. two That's... Wayans brothers. That's built in chemistry there. But also Uncle, Uncle Drew, Drew played by Kyrie, Kyrie, very much an NBA. So player. then I'd have I'd have Ray Allen and Kyrie Irving on my team. Right. right. I think I'm gonna. Right. I think I have to go with Uncle Drew. I think with the amount wow. of actual basketball wow. talent you have on your team, I need someone else that right. can kind of right. get in there. And disrupt, yeah, it disrupt I'm, my team's chemistry. <laughs> I'm giving, I'm giving Kylie Watson, I'm giving Dwayne Martin COVID before that game, <laughs> and having him breathe. I'm, in, I'm infecting, I'm sending him to Wuhan to the lab to play with a raccoon dog to get <laughs> COVID to come back and give it to Ky, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, get to give it to Uncle Drew. It will run <laughs> rampant through your I will sequester because I'll know. I will sequester Kylie Watson, Dwayne Martin, and it will run rampant through your team. You've already got a dead dog. <laughs> you it is going to infect the rest of your team. There is no chance I'm not winning that game. Well, I don't think I mean listen, my my animated, my cartoon character center will have will completely <laughs> every his worldview will be completely aligned with Kyrie's. Right. You'll be like, you're right. The world is flat. This, you know, the other two dead guys doesn't matter. You can't get them sick. They're they're already dead. I just I got to keep Shuttlesworth by himself. That's great. Look who we have joining us. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our next credential. It's the voting committee. The voting committee is when we have the family of the show or someone that has a vested interest in weighing in on this moment to, and they help us decide whether this moment should go into the hall of fame. Joining us today is none other than Anthony Capobianco, the photographer who gets hit in the nuts. Oh my gosh. Anthony, thank you. My God. It's so good to see you. I had no idea. I'm not one person. I'm sorry. George, uh, Anthony, George had no idea. I had no idea. Today. This is amazing. 
how shocked are you that the guy that gets hit in the groin is here to answer our questions for us right now, George? I can't. I mean, I I am very excited. Anthony, I want to thank you for what you've done for me. Uh, (laughs) Comedically, I also I think I was telling Neil this before. I really feel like your reaction buoyed this entire moment. So thank you. Really thank you for what you've done. Just showing up. Exactly. Just showing up. You, You were at the right place at the right time. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do this, but you're doing it now. We really appreciate it, Anthony. By the, way, I got a, by the way, I got a funny thing about um, George saying me getting hit in the groin. It's exactly where I got hit. And I would tell everyone who asked, that's where I got hit. That's why it was as painful to me as it would appear. And then Jim Rome, the very next day on the show, brings that up and says, I'm trying to change the narrative. I'm like, I what? Tell me where exactly I got hit? (laughs) (laughs) Does so walk me. I don't want to be indelicate here. um, There's no such thing. Okay. Does does this thing? What does it hit? What does this? Is this hitting? Does this hit you? I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to ask this. Exact point on your leg where your balls were touched. (laughs) That's where I got hit. I. Literally, one centimeter is the, the divided line between comedy and tragedy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so it do, does it graze testicles? I mean, again, I don't listen. I want to go clinical here. Does it does it does it? It hits testicle. It does not. It does not. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of like, as we, George mentioned earlier, there's a lot of uh, ball humor, you know, ball, balls and strikes. There's a lot of ball humor here that really relies on this thing. You're saying this did not hit your testicles. Did this hit any private part in? At, <laughs> no, I, I, that's unbelievable. Was. I unbelievable. Wow. All that and just hit, but it hit the part of my leg where all that would be touching. So I was like this close. Oh my oh, gosh. My there God. was a there was a bruise on my leg the size of like the old school Devil Rays oval. <laughs> 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 it looked like it too. You remember those like old the old like yes, of course. they never used until like right now? That oval. <laughs> that's what it looked like. Oh my God. So good. Uh uh George, why don't you ask your question about uh, his 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 point of view? Your when you were taking the photo, at some point were you like, "Oh, that ball's about to hit me," or did it happen too fast? Never saw it coming. But <laughs> oh my god! I aimed. I think it was it was I aimed for the pitcher. Sure. And I didn't even get that. <laughs> my camera like immediately focused on on the catcher. Right. And I'm just I'm just like standing there, hold the shutter. Some good shots that fell from this. And I look, and within like a second, go, ah, another crappy first pitch. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, you so thought- did you, so hold on, hold on. Did you, you knew that the pitch was bad? Like, that, did that thought go through your head? Yeah. Oh. I, but I could not complete the thought in time. That's a great, right. that oh. oh, my God. And I'm stumbling. Stumbling around, <laughs> not going down. Yeah, not going down. Stay. So up. okay, you do not go down. Is that a point of pride for you that you do not go down? If I if it went a centimeter to the right, then there would be the point of pride. I would. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'm looking around and I'm laughing the entire time just because the sheer absurdity of that happening. Ugh. And just looking, it's Fen- it's a full house at Fenway Park, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm just like staring at like the entire like lower bowl worth of people, <laughs> and they're staring back at me. Yeah. And oh it's my just- god. I'm laughing at this get- this happening. They're laughing. I don't know if it's with me or at me getting hit. Doesn't even matter. And it's just like I for like a split wow. second, I'm like, I now know what it look what it feels like to be a player on the field, staring at all the fans around me. Yeah. Even though I'm not not at all players, just Tony, like, here's a real moment. What is it like to have a team full of Red Sox legends laughing at you? <laughs> Some guy who's got a statue outside of that damn ballpark is not waiting for me. You hit the nuts in front of everybody. And a year later, I see his grandson playing for the Giants. It's Yastrzemski, right? Carl Yastrzemski's yeah. on that that impossible dream Yastrzemski team. Yastrzemski gets hit. Oh, no, no. Yastrzemski sees me gets hit. Yeah. Hot Harrelson, who was one of my favorite broadcasters, just because of how goofy he is, sees me get hit. Dennis Zacharsley was also there. Didn't even know it was me when I talked to him at the press box. (laughs) So funny. It's so funny. to. I mean, getting hit in front of anyone is like, you know, can be challenging. But having that happen in front of Carl Yastrzemski is, (laughs) yes. It's just additive there. That's very, very funny to think about. It's, like you ever just like, you ever like like walk to like a baseball stadium at all, any baseball stadium or any, or any stadium at all. You see a statue of some legend goes, yeah, that guy recognizes me. <laughs> <laughs> you you also the way that the way that you get you mentioned like you said you you stayed up because I think if you had gone down like this poor kid who let this ball slip, like you staying up, I think levitated everybody to like, oh, this is this is okay, Jordan. Don't worry about it. Like you really kind of like you're not dead. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You threw him a breaking ball to the balls, but you're, you're fine. <laughs> Tony, what is the sound like? What is the sound you make on impact? Give give me make that for me. Let's presume. Let's imagine I'm throwing a pitch. What sound are you making as it hits you? I don't remember. You coward, Tony. You goddamn coward. I don't remember. I laughed. Right after it happened. Did you swear? Are you a swearing man? Did you go, fuck? Did, any chance you swore? I like it when people are mad. Got, we have a credential I, here called You Mad. I love it when people are mad. Right. Are you at all mad as this happened? Are you mad? Is there any bullying vibes from the old laughing professional baseball players? Are you mad I, at anybody that, that's happened? Are you? What's the sound? Are you Are you mad at all? Are you swearing? Any, any anger here in this moment? I was dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got hit out of nowhere. Yeah. There was no, yeah, how, like, how did this happen? Like, you gotta be shitting me. That's, that's my exact thought. It was like, you gotta be shitting me. This happened. <laughs> like, I was, I was too dumbfounded to, yeah. to be bad. I would imagine it would be confusing because I guess my first reaction would be like, did I get with a baseball? What the fuck was that? Like, you, gotta be, you gotta be shitting me. This happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, this, this is like, you, like, um, like, who, not, uh, is it Jared, Jerry Lewis? No, who's the, the brother of O. Wilson? Um, uh, what's Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. When he gets his arm bit off by, by like, was it a bear or something at uh, Anchorman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, yes. Someone 
Kimura rips off his, his arm the first time, and he does, instead of anger, he's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Great parallel there. Like, I just uh, look at that video all the time, and I think one thing that always like gets me is I'm on one side. Everybody else is on yes. the other. There's all <laughs> on the other side. Right. But I thought I was on the right side. I still believe I am because I got an <laughs> arm slot. Right. So had I did get the pitcher and not get hit by the pitcher, right. it would have been amazing. That's funny to think about. Not only Very did you get whacked in the nuts, yeah. but you also missed out on what would have been the best picture of that moment. I mean, you ended up getting a great picture. but I got a better picture. Yeah, yeah you did. that picture is amazing. True. That's true. It's yeah. a great picture. Like, uh, it's blurry, but you can still see like the little like, O face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good that that's in the background, that little O face. Uh, Tony. You had a little interaction with Wally the Green Monster. Is that the case? Yes, that big ass green elbow. Bored <laughs> <laughs> it over me, and I heard. And this is exactly how he sounded to me. He's like staring at me with those like big eyes, like <laughs> was it their family jewels? <laughs> exactly how he sounded. Oh no. <laughs> So you heard Wally probably on a strict rule not to speak. Am I correct, George? Is that not mascot rule? I think that is that's general mascot I think, protocol. I think you get away with it when you're not with the, with the fans. Oh my god! Uh, he asks you to some poor bastard that's just on the floor, <laughs> and he asks you in the King's English, "How close was it to the family jewels? How close was it to the family jewels? Oh, oh, no. oh my god! Oh, we gotta find that guy. It sounds like a real creep. You ain't gonna find Wally's that guy. Like, it could be anybody. <laughs> Oh my God, Tony! Thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank we you really so much. appreciate it. Do you believe this moment should make the first belt Hall of Fame? Do you believe it's good enough to make our Hall of Fame? Oh, absolutely! Great. That's thank right. you so much, thank Tony, you, for Anthony. coming on. You were absolutely. fantastic. But if the pitchers that is bust to be in the Hall of Fame. Got it. So it's the pit. It's let's focus on Jordan out. and less on Tony and Get your private pink parts. Polo in the Hall of Fame with all like the articles and clothing. <laughs> Like all that, that little like, exhibit, get my pink polo to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be in the hall. That's so funny. Jordan will get the plaque and we'll put it right next to uh, Tony's salmon pink polo. Do you yeah, still have that shirt? Oh, hell, I want pink again, man. If I, if I know that's for success. Because if that ever happens to me again, at least I don't want to look like that. <laughs> oh, and, and to be clear, it has not happened since. It not happened since. I okay. prepared myself. Barricades. I squat down now. I am actually looking at the picture. You're not catching me a second time. <laughs> He's learned, everyone. Anthony Copa Bianco, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you, Anthony. Tony. What a surprise. How oh, great was my that? God, what a, How I, great I know, was that? When I saw his name, I kind of went, no way. <laughs> I know. Wow. He dropped in here. I was getting so disappointed because I thought he wasn't gonna I thought he wasn't gonna make it. Uh George, I see the clock is running down on us. It's time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. George, I believe the answer is yes, but do you know the podcast segment more important? Yes. Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. So you know the way more important works. You know I'm going to ask you a searing question right here. It's a tough question. And then I'm going to cut you off, our guest. I'm going to cut you off before you get the chance to answer it. The guitars will play, and then I'll start peppering you with small but very meaningful questions mm -hmm. that really define who you are as a person. You know that, correct? I'm ready. George, 
representation matters Mm -hmm. as a straight white man with the good fortune of working in the entertainment industry as a writer producer and director what are you doing to help those who haven't been as fortunate with career opportunities do you believe you've earned your career or what part has your white privilege played in establishing your career i you know the when i think about what the color of my skin has done for my career. I can, I can almost guarantee that it has opened a lot of doors for me that I think probably would have been closed for other people. I'm as boring as you get. I'm a straight white male. And the idea that that has benefited me in a career sense, absolutely. That's true. There's no, there's no way that's that true. Oh, George, I'm so sorry. My buzzer wasn't working earlier. I'm sorry. You had to fucking really meander through that. (laughs) <laughs> Bullshit lie you were telling about how you feel bad. Uh, super thin. Uh, nobody buys that. Uh, George, are you ready? <laughs> it's time for something more important. These are questions that are all way more important. Your answers to them will be way more important than any of the bullshit you were just making up on the fly. And your answers to these questions will define who you are as a person on this planet. These questions matter. Are you prepared for more important? The music's playing. There's the timer ticking down. What is your favorite cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You can only eat one chain restaurant for the rest of your life. What is it? Oh, yeah. Mm. Shake Shack. What thing kicks the most ass? You can pick anything in the world, but it's got to kick the most ass. What thing kicks the most ass, George? Roller coasters. Oh, let's stay on things. What is your favorite comedy thing? It can be a show, a movie, a segment, a podcast. Ahem. No. What is your favorite comedy thing? America's Funny Some Videos. Great answer. And who is your favorite Muppet? Oh, fun. Um, Fozzie. <laughs> really looking skyward for a long while. I see the Rolodex spinning. Lots of Muppets <laughs> filtering Dude, through his lot, head. A lot of going through. I also really love Rentro the Bear. Yes, great. Um, I can't believe you didn't say him. You know, you know the one of my one of the favorite one of my favorite things ever captured to uh, celluloid. One of the, my favorite things ever documented <laughs> is there's a moment in Muppets in Space where Jeffrey Tambor's character is talking to the bear. And he asks them for their remote. And after this big, deep pause, he goes, the goat? <laughs> we'll put that moment because, listen, you you doing it, although a great impression, doesn't do the moment justice. We'll put it up on the Thanks. social. It's fantastic. It is one of my favorite things ever recorded as well. It's so funny. Uh, you did great on More Important. You really did great. It was fantastic. George, it's time for the cosign. Does Jordan Lee Andrews' first pitch belong in the first bout hall of fame and why it's interesting with this new evidence that's been presented with tony saying i did not actually get hit in the balls devastating is really hurts the case for this it to make really it hurts do you believe there's a chance he's lying to like save face do you think it allows him uh, to be less of the joke if he goes it actually didn't hit me there it certainly does allow him to be less of the joke yes is he lying because if you watch the clips, I don't know how it didn't hit him. <laughs> I don't know how it didn't hit, it didn't hit some form um, of private part. It, I would say it almost takes it out of contention. Oof. It didn't actually hit oh him in the balls. God. And now, but so here's where oh you're my God. that Mr. Capobianco is a liar. 
I don't I don't know him that well, and I think you're a good person, <laughs> Mr. Capabianco, but I'm going to say that you are a full-on liar. Wow. And for that reason, <laughs> and all the reasons previously stated, the sound, the grandiose picture, and the organ sting. Yes. Uh, I do believe this is the best first pitch ever, and it does belong in the Hall of Fame. And again, it, I I don't know you that well, Mr. Capabianco. I'm sorry to call you a liar, but I am going to say <laughs> by that. It's time for the induction speech. It's 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 on me now. I get to decide whether this moment goes into the first ballot hall of fame. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take everything you said into account. I'm going to take everything Anthony said into account. Mr. Capabianco shared a lot of very heavy news here. It really was. Uh, it felt like a like a shockwave as he said that it did not hit him. I wanted to ask him explicitly, did it hit him in a private part? He says no, it hit him in the leg. How funny is it if a ball gets thrown and hits a guy in the leg? How funny is it? That's the question you have to answer. Let me tell you, the cancer thing 100% adds to this moment. I don't mean that someone had cancer. Certainly not that a kid had it. That's not funny at all. But that the kid had cancer and then goes out to throw a ball and it hits a guy in the, in the nuts. Very funny. Doing it in front of Red Sox legends, additive. Uh, my guy saying it missed the better part of his private parts really hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. The research hurts here. If, if Tony Copabianco never comes on this podcast, oh. the, the organ and your performance, George, performance gets results. This moment is in the First Belt Hall of Fame. Anthony Copabianco coming on here at the tape at the finish line and giving us this disastrous news that it did not hit him in the private parts. I'm going to go the other side of the coin. I believe he's not a liar. I believe I have to take this man at face value. I have to believe what he's saying. If this thing did not hit him in the crotch, I cannot put it in to the first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Anthony's ruined my life. This is unbelievable. I, George, this, I'm d- this treat, this absolute surprise, this delight for this man to take time out of his day and then also to completely undercut. Can you believe I'm it? Can is, you believe this, this work, is, this like masterclass that you put together? Shit. It's, it's, <laughs> did, did you, did you go into your rental voice there for dog shit? Yeah, that's, I, that's, it's my rental voice. It's also my angry voice. This is, I can't believe that. We were so close. If he had, listen, if he doesn't come on, 100% this means. 100%. It's too much fun. It's too, it just, I'm not even going to go on like all of the things that happened. This conversation was too much fun for this not to be there. But him coming in at the tape, what can I do, George? It didn't, he's saying it didn't hit him in the junk. I think there's a chance he lied, but also where he's, he's years and years after the fact now. I think he's probably telling the truth, probably. And I've got to take him at that. And it's not going in. It hit him in the leg. It's not that funny. It's way. Way less funny if it didn't hit him in the nuts. I completely agree, and that's why he is a liar. You have to you have to come to my side and, and recognize that this man's living a lie. It's devastating to admit that. I'm so sorry to have him unwind this this incredible uh, 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 work of art that you've spun together in, the, in this hour <laughs> plus time here. But I'm so sorry. It's uh, it's devastating to have to say this, but I have to keep the hallowed halls of the first ballot Hall of Fame. It's unbelievable special and 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 this thing can't go in if uh it hit him in the leg i'm so sorry this is i mean i i'm devastated i was i was so like sorry. when i when i when i sent this to you i was like this is a this is a layup yeah this is like this yeah. is like no problem but you know what layups are the hardest shot in basketball that's right so <laughs> i lost whatever 
George. I'm so mad. George, <laughs> take it up with Tony. I'll give you his social. Yeah. Uh, what? George, <laughs> George uh, how can people follow you? What can you plug? Uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Old George A. Old George A. Uh, I tweet mostly about when it's time to listen to Christmas music, but you can follow me along with that. <laughs> follow along with me. Um, please watch No Script with Marshawn Lynch if you can find it on Facebook Watch. Uh, <laughs> please watch uh, Doing the Most with Phoebe Robinson. It's on Comedy Central. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of it. George, thank you so much for being on the show. You're fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. Time. And I, I want to say, maybe this is the, I should have said this sooner. Your show is very good. No, no, episode, episode seven sounds like it's like episode 112. It's very, very good. Oh, it's very hell good. yeah. Oh, a little Stone Cold E.T. Don't Cold E.T. The... <laughs> don't, don't, I know Stone Cold E.T. That's, that's there are a ton of sound effects oh, here. The buzzer, Stone yeah. Cold E.T. Uh, George, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. That's it. That's the show. My thanks to Mr. George Anagnostakos. A devastating loss here at the finish line, but a great episode nonetheless. Getting into the first ballot hall of fame is no cakewalk. The whole moment, this whole moment operates off my guy getting whacked in the junk. If he's telling us that ball didn't ring his bell, then it doesn't make the hall. Thanks again to George. Support that man. He is the best. Thanks to Rob Babarucci for editing the show. Thanks to Jessica Singh for producing it. Rhythm J makes all the beats. Jorge Naranjo made our more important theme song. My shout out today goes to my guy, IB Luke on Twitter. Luke has listened to the show and supported us from the jump. I really appreciate him. He's a weekend warrior, still getting out there and playing some ball every chance to get. Enjoy the spring in Minnesota, my friend. Thank you for listening. You should rate and review our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you do, please let me know. We're all we got. We need to help each other. And please come back next week for more First Down. 